Welcome to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. We want to encourage, equip, and connect those with a passion to impact the next generation for Jesus Christ. Student ministry can be a lonely place. You might even feel like you're the only one in your church or community that cares about students. Well, know this, you're not alone. People all across the country are engaging Gen Z and care deeply about the spiritual direction of these young men and women. Whether you're full-time, part-time, bivocational, or volunteer, if you have a heart for students, this is the place for you. My name is Dan Carson, and we're thrilled that you've chosen to download and listen as we continue the conversation about student ministry. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about perseverance. We're going to talk about not giving up. Right now, there are so many pastors, so many youth pastors that are out there that have been struggling Uh, This last year and a half has been tough, and it has been hard. And I know that now that as we get to the end of this and we're headed back towards normal, we think, okay, it's going to be okay. But it's at this point that a lot of people start to quit. And I've seen that time and time again. Pastors are are retiring earlier. They're just just quitting. They're walking away from their ministry. And so we want to talk to you about that. We just want to offer some encouragement because... It is a difficult season. Well, on this podcast, I have with me Chris Vines. What's up, guys? And Zach Lee. What's up? We got a lot of things coming up with the summer. We always do. Everyone does. If you're in student ministry, your summertime is going to be busy. I'd encourage you to go back a couple of episodes and check out our focus on summertime. But today, again, we want to focus on giving you a word of encouragement um, because it is a difficult season. We get to this point maybe you're having to rebuild from scratch. And that's kind of where I find myself with my own student ministry. I was in much of a church revitalization situation to begin with. And now we're trying to figure out how do I recreate a group? And we're going to have to trust God through this situation. We know that he can do it, but you may be faced with a similar struggles. And I want to encourage you today Uh, But before we get into some words about encouragement, looking at some difficult times, difficult seasons, things like that, I want to ask these guys a question. Get us thinking, started um, with these ideas. What has been a way that a church or a church member has blessed you or your family? Chris, let's start with you. Sure. Man, I would say, I mean, this is most recently within the last year, we have an individual in our church who has... Uh, blessed me personally. So this is not necessarily my family. This is me um, in the work of ministry as a pastor. He's blessed me with books. Um, I bet he has given me over the last year, I I bet he's given me close to 50 books. And I mean, I'm talking about like good books. He's not like cleaning off his shelf, giving me the (laughs) things that he doesn't want. He's buying new books that he, he likes and he's reading and he's giving them to me. And I mean, we, are of the same interest. And so he's given me a lot of Puritan works and different things like that. Man, he's been a huge blessing. And so most recently he's given me, it's the, uh, it's the complete set of the John Owen Hebrews commentary, which is a seven volume set. And then he also has given me a 16 volume complete works of John Owen. And so if you price check those, it's, <laughs> It's not just a $20 bill. Let's just nope. put it that nope. way. And not so the, the man uh, really wants to be a blessing to uh, his pastors, and uh, and I'm thankful for him. 
Wow, that's great. You know, there's so many different ways that church members bless us. Uh, We were joking about it before the podcast, but my church here specifically has blessed me um, in a big way. Uh, my, My son has had a lot of health issues over this last year and a half, and he's been working through those. And just recently he had to have a procedure and we hadn't quite met deductibles and things like that with insurance. And, and the church said, here you go and helped with about half of that expense. And wow. man, that was, that was huge, That's especially cool. at that point. And, and even looking back at the beginning of this process, when we were at a hospital in Little Rock, trying to figure out what's going to happen next, I had church members who drove down to be with us during that surgery. Mm-hmm. And then handed us a thousand dollars cash to help with food while we were gone. Just incredible. Yeah. Just the love that you can feel from church members. And and so I see a lot of people who struggle outside of church and they don't have a good church family. And you know, I I just say, find you a people. <laughs> they love you and they want to love you. Zach, yeah. how has a, a church or a church member blessed you? Yeah, so when you asked this question, there was one thing that really popped in my mind, and this this has uh, been an instance that really has stuck with me uh, through all these years. But my dad resigned from Calvary Baptist Church in Horn Lake uh, in 2011, and he had been there 17 years. And we uh, went to Texas for a short time and then came back uh, to South Haven, uh, Mississippi, and we were in a weird transition where he was not, he did not have a job. He was not in ministry. This is before he began the church plant. My mom also from coming back from Texas had not had her job back yet. She was in the process of getting her, her job back. And we were just in a really bad financial crunch. And so dad was going around preaching camps, uh, doing revivals at different churches, you know, to try and uh, just raise money to support the family. And so we were in a really bad financial crunch. And he specifically went and preached a revival. I won't name the church, but he specifically went and preached revival uh, at a church uh, at, at one one weekend. They gave over twenty five hundred dollars to him and just a love offering. Um, and mm. that was exactly what my parents needed at that time to actually pay the bills because they did not think they were going to be able to pay the bills that month. And so. That was extremely blessing just for us and our family. And I'll never forget that because, I mean, if it wasn't for that church and their love and their support, who knows what would have happened that month and how we would have gotten through it as a family. You know, we've mentioned some big ways that that churches and church members have blessed us. Those books that that Chris mentioned, the money that Zach mentioned, even the the money and, and ways that they've blessed me here at Calvary. But it goes beyond well beyond that. There are those that just they send you a text at just the right time. Um, they send you a call or a card. I don't know. I've got a handful of people in my life, especially at the last church that I was at, that just send cards, just mm-hmm. random cards. There's nothing quite like a handwritten note that just is such a blessing to you. Yeah. Well, you know, those are positive things. And of course, we want to start there because maybe you needed to know that there's churches out there that people love on on their staff. They love on the people that are serving there. God's people care about one another. And that's always an important truth for us to remember. But we want to talk to you. If you are today kind of sitting in that place of going, I'm, I'm just done with this. I'm tired of this. You know, I think about what happened after Hurricane Katrina um, and other times of great um, emotional pain and difficulty. 
that the pastors and the the staff, they work on things, they get their people through it, and then there's this massive drop-off. People quit. And because they've given just about everything they can. They've made it through that difficult season because they had to just you know, put their head down and go. Uh, but they get to a place where they're not sure of what to do afterward. How do you keep going? You know, just everything is a big sigh of relief. And then it's like, I can't do anymore. I can't give anymore. And whether you are in a difficult season right now or you are coming to the close of a difficult season, those are kind of trigger points, places where we might want to give up and we might want to quit. And we just want to tell you today, don't quit. The students that you're with, the students that you're serving, the churches that you're with need you in a big way. So I just want to encourage you with that simple word before we talk anymore, don't quit. And we can speak to this because we've been through difficult times before. I know I have, Chris and Zach, I believe they have as well. Um, one of you guys, share, share a time that's been difficult at church. Well, I mean, to, to think of a specific time, um, I, I'm running a blank, but I, I can say with full certainty um, that I am, I'm thankful for the body of Christ. I'm thankful for our local church. You know, and I, I think that's one of the things that we need to take away from a conversation like this is that many times in ministry, it feels like we're on an island, mm-hmm. even though we yeah. know we're we're not. We're surrounded by people. We're surrounded by other individuals. We have friends in ministry, even though we may not be in the same zip code. Um, but we, we get to that point where we feel like it's, we're on an island. Uh, and, and while we may not be purposely trying to have our own little you know self-pity party, uh, many times we can just start looking so inwardly and think, man, nobody's encouraging me. Nobody is reaching out to me. Nobody is you know, and, and all of these kind of things. And we can get to that point where where we we feel just, I guess, downcast. We don't use yeah. that word very much. But um, I, I can tell you just in general where there's been moments where I may be having my own little self-pity party or I may be feeling those emotions and all those feels uh, within ministry. And, you know, like you said, Dan, a, a church member uh, will give me a card you know, and mm. it, it may not have any kind of money in there. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about the money. Um, that, that's not the point of me bringing this up, but just the encouraging note of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking of you. I'm thankful for you. And those kind of things. I mean, I don't know how people, you know, I'm not a hoarder, but I hang on to that kind of stuff uh, because I think it's important for us to, to go back through that and see the faithfulness of God's people in encouraging one another. Um, I can go to a drawer in my office right now and I could pull out a stack of those, those cards where people have just simply said, Hey, I'm thankful for you. And, and I need that kind of encouragement uh, at times. I think we all do. And so um, I I don't go to any one particular time other than just the general over the last seven years that I've been in this body of Christ and this local church, which is my faith family. Um, my family has been an encouragement to me in, in many different ways, and they continue to be that way. And I'm, I'm very thankful for them. So I would just say to wrap that whole statement up is if you're in a spot right now, if you're listening to this and you're in a spot where you do feel downcast, it feels like there's nobody around to lift you up. Think deeply about the people that you're among and to uh, while they may not have written you a card, consider consider where the Lord has placed you. And, and to know that, um, that you're around uh, and you're a part of a, 
uh, a living extension of the body of Christ, that you are a part of the local church. And and there's encouragement in that. You're not by yeah. yourself. You're no. not alone in ministry. No. Zach, have you experienced a difficult time? I mean, I know that you're a part of a, a ministry family. You were a PK. What did that look like for you guys? Uh, ministry, um, as, as all of us know, there are ministry. It, it, it has its difficulties and it has its, its really hard times. And, you know, I've seen how my parents went through really hard times and dealing with different things in ministries that just wears you out and bogs you down. Uh, and, and, and you just sometimes have to get away and, and, and just take a sabbatical from that. But specifically mm. for me, I've definitely dealt with some hard times uh, in, in, in ministry. Even in my short amount of time of being in ministry, I've only been in ministry for uh, five years now, uh, going on six, I believe. And, and so even in my short amount of time being in ministry, I've definitely faced those difficult times where it feels like, you know, what, why, why am I doing this? You know, and we just have to remember that we are called to a higher standing, that ministry is a different animal. It, you know, it's different than, than other jobs and not that the Lord can't be in other jobs, but um, it, this is the Lord's work. And we have to remember that. But I've definitely dealt with some hard times. So specifically, I'm just thinking about this past year and, and dealing with COVID as most of y'all know, I've been here at Oak Park now for two years and uh, trying to been grow, trying to grow the youth ministry um, and just, and just really do a good work here. And I felt like after our first year, we were really starting to turn a corner and I was really looking forward to the new school year and some different things we're going to do. We had started discipleship classes and, a lot of things were very positive and then COVID hit and it's like all that momentum that we had gotten and, and built and we're moving forward and growth and all that stuff. It just came to a complete halt and hmm. it's been really hard to gain yeah. that momentum again. I, I feel like just now we're starting to gain that momentum back. Um, but you know, it, it was a really hard time to deal with that. Um, I had several students that were through that, year of COVID and dealing with that, that were really one foot out the door um, and just having to deal with that and priorities, um, dealing with students, um, just making, uh, coming on Wednesday nights and church a priority and parents uh, sending their students and making that a priority and, uh, and, and make, uh, showing them the importance uh, of doing that and their spiritual walk. Uh, and attending church, that's definitely been a struggle for me here recently. But I've done several different things, and we'll get into this a little bit later and talking about some encouragement, some things to do uh, to help you get those times. But I've, I've done a lot of things that have been able to help me get through those difficult times. And even though there has been spots uh, in this past year and, and through COVID and all those things that I've just felt like, God, where are you at? You know, why aren't you doing any work right now? Um, it's helped me, these, these things that I've done have helped me uh, to remind me um, that he is still there. Uh, he is still working behind the scenes. Even in the, the lesson series that I just took my, my students through, I prayed over what to take, what am I going to take my students through this past year? And he laid on my heart uh, the book of Ruth and the book of Esther. And in both of those books, we, you see that God is not mentioned hardly at all. And yet he is continually at work behind the scenes. And that's one of the things I've definitely uh, had to remember is that even though I've been in this difficult, rough uh, time with COVID and 
feeling like we lost a lot of momentum with the youth ministry, he is always at work behind the scenes. And so that's an awesome reminder for me and for others out there. You know, as I listen to you guys, uh, Chris talked about maybe feeling downcast, so kind of this internal struggle and, and, and difficulty and and Zach mentioned some of these circumstances, because sometimes that's it. It's the circumstances nobody has any control of. We've all been going through COVID. We've all been trying to figure out how to make it work and to really touch people's lives, even in the midst of this struggle. I mean, you think back over this past year and a half, not only have we had the pandemic, but we've had racial unrest. We've had uh, political fights because of the, the election. It's just been, it's been a lot. It has been a lot. One area that you guys didn't mention that, you know, I know you may not have experienced, um, but I know I have, has been people, people that are in our churches. And so, you know, we don't want to go naming names um, because that can be difficult, even if it's somebody from from far in our past. But I'll tell you, I had a, a situation in a church when I was back towards my seminary days that it became very difficult for me and my wife. Um, They kind of turned on us, turned on my wife, started sharing things that just weren't true. And it was difficult. How do you deal with that? How do you make it through that? And we can only be as tough as we can be. (laughs) As long as God is there with us, you know, we thought, well, we can make it. But there, there were moments that I wanted to quit. It's one thing when it starts affecting me. It's completely the other when it starts affecting our wives, our families it just gets real tough. So, you know, with those things in mind, I want us to to think about how do we handle the difficult seasons of ministry? What do we do? What do we focus in on? And so, I had the guys come up with a, a short little list. We're just gonna kind of work through it together for ways to encourage you to to don't quit. To simply say, I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna keep serving because we know it's important, because we know that, as we've said here a hundred times, student ministry matters. And because of that, we want to keep going. So, Chris, I think you've got our first one as we deal with these difficult seasons. What What is that? Yeah, I would say uh, meditate on God's truth. Meditate on God's truth. You know, it's really simple for us to say, hey, keep reading God's Word. And there's nothing wrong with that statement. In fact, I would encourage you to do that. But I wanted to be a little bit more specific and say, meditate on God's truth. I know I've shared it before. One of my favorite quotes was by uh, Puritan Thomas Goodwin, where he said, many hearts grow cold because they don't take time to warm them by the fire of meditation. Uh, I, I come back to that a lot because we, we're we really good, I think, a lot of times as pastors, uh, youth pastors, volunteers, of just plugging through our reading plans, reading God's Word, and even sometimes kind of treating it like a lucky rabbit foot. You know, okay, I did my duty this morning, and I read God's Word. Well, why am I still feeling this way? And yeah, um, and we don't do the hard work sometimes of, of meditating. I mean, chewing on God's truth and thinking about it from every different angle and um, understanding that God's Word is uh, not just infallible and that it is inerrant, but that it's enough. It's sufficient. It's sufficient for our lives. Uh, and so I want to encourage you to meditate on God's truth. You know, Paul, when he wrote much of the New Testament, he's writing uh, in, in the midst of intense difficulty for himself personally, sometimes from prison, um, other times uh, in, in just different situations. And uh, what's interesting is whenever he starts out a letter, like, say, Philippians, you know, he's talking about how he's thankful for that church. 
So in the midst of intense difficulty, he's still finding ways to be thankful for the faithfulness of others and uh, and for the ministries that he is is writing to. And so I think there's a way for us to um, meditate on God's truth and understand uh, and draw uh, in, incredible encouragement uh, from the sufficiency of of God's word. Yeah, as as Chris has said, it's it's more than just going through the motion and having our little checklist of in the morning, I have done my quiet time, I have soaped or used a hear journal or whatever format you use. It's meditating, actually spending some time slowing down and meditating on it. Now, Zach, your second one, I think, kind of ties into the the second one that Chris has. What what do you have for us? Yeah, so I kind of have a two-parter for my second one. Um, the first thing is in w- build friendship with your staff. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before, but, man, the staff, those guys are in the same boat as you are. They, In, in a lot of ways, they're going to be dealing with uh, a lot of the same situations that you are and dealing with uh, your church. And so build a friendship with them that is unbreakable and where you can talk with them about those situations. But we also know that sometimes those ministry struggles come in dealing with those staff members. And so where do you turn to uh, when you need um, to talk to somebody about dealing with that? And so something that I've found really well is finding somebody that is in the same walk of life as me. Um, and, and doing the same things I'm doing in ministry and just sitting down and having a conversation with them and talking with them about those ministry struggles, uh, sharing our feelings, um, and, and then also bouncing off ideas of each other on, on how we can deal with that. Uh, and I feel free to share. Uh, Landon Riddle and has been one of those guys for me. We just recently started meeting together. We meet every first and third Thursday of the month. And that's really our only topic is just to share about ministry, what's going on, what we're struggling with, what we're dealing with. Um, and then also Justin Burdick, my former youth pastor, he's been one of those guys for me as well. Um, and kind of like Chris said, uh, guys that are not in the same zip code, uh, Landon Riddle is in Oklahoma, so we have to FaceTime. And then my former youth pastor, Justin Burdick, he's in South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, so we, we Marco Polo, for those of you that know that app, we we Marco Polo each other. Uh, and so, man, finding somebody that is just, you know, dealing with similar things, they're in the same walk of life with you, and just having that person that's kind of like an accountability partner, but a little bit differently, and just being able to go with them, to go to them, and just vent things to them, and they do the same to you. Uh, just having that is just, man, it's, it's a gem. Uh, and I, I will forever try to have somebody in my life um, where I can do that with, because just getting to unload your burdens and just and just share uh, is an amazing feeling, and it, it's a great great thing to have. It's that idea of having deep friendships, and you know, there you mentioned the first part of that was with your fellow staff members. Now, some of our listeners are definitely their volunteers or their bivocational. They may not be able to have that sort of staff relationship, which you're blessed with and and some of us are blessed with. But, uh, man, finding a, a deep friendship that you can have with somebody who maybe is in a different zip code. I mean, I've got buddies that that I'll call and talk to um, that have been friends since college. And I know I can count on 
speaking to them, sharing my mind, sharing those things. Um, because I don't have a lot of close friends. I just don't. And part of it is protective, you know, <laughs> after 30 years in ministry, I've seen ups and downs, but it's important to develop those deep friendships and somebody you can be accountable to. Well, Chris, what's our third one? Uh, yeah. So the third one I've got is, you know, read appropriate good books. You know, that may sound like a, I don't know what it might sound like to anybody listening. It might sound like a cop-out answer or whatever, you know, okay, sure, <laughs> read good books. But listen, you know, I think we would all agree that reading reading is a, it, it we have to flex that muscle. Um, that's, and we have to develop that muscle, you know, our brain and, and the reading habit. Um, I, some people would say, well, you know what, I'm just not a reader. Uh, and I would say, make yourself one. I mean, that's, People who, who started out, you know, in the gym didn't say, well, I, I'm just not a weightlifter. Well, you, you got to get in there. You got to make yourself one in order to grow. And so I would say, you know, find and read good books. Look and see what other people are reading, what other pastors are reading. And uh, I mean, pastors that, that you you listen to or, or, or admire, um, they have reading lists out there. See what their top 10 books are. Yeah. Um you can even find, I mean, some of them have even categorized them based on uh, the seasons of life that we go through. And so that's why I say read appropriate good books. Um, you know, don't, don't don't overlook the providence of God in the season of life that you're walking through right now. Because nothing happens by accident. There is no coincidence. And so if you're in a difficult season of life, of ministry right now, or whatever the case may be, then we we want to hold true uh, to the to the providence of God and know that we are not there by accident. And so He has gifted us, I believe, uh, solid resources um, that that we can read and that we can draw encouragement from and that we can grow in. Uh, and so I would say, read good, appropriate books. That's, that is good. That's good. Zach, you got number four for us? Yeah, another thing I put was uh, to seek a hobby outside of ministry. Um, for me, this is disc golf. I, I love to go out and be out in nature and on a beautiful, nice day where I can just go out and not have to think about anything that re- that is related to ministry. And a lot of times I will take my, my, my little dog uh, or my wife and she'll come with me or a friend uh, and we just go out and we just have fun and play disc golf. Now that's my hobby. That's what I do. That's what I like to do to get my mind off of things and uh, to try to shift my focus away from ministry. For you, it may be something else. For it may be reading. I don't know. And I'm one of those guys, Chris, that I've got to flex my muscle and uh, learn learn to be a better reader. I'm one of those guys, so I can attest to that because um, I've been that person that said I'm not a reader, and now I'm having to transition so maybe it's testing uh testing the waters with a different hobby i don't know um but just finding something outside of ministry um because like i said we we do get we do tend to sometimes get bogged down and we know how much the weight of ministry uh can put on our shoulders and, and our hearts and minds and just taking the sabbatical away from that whether it's just um a day, your day off or whether you have to go and take a week off, whatever it is, just finding something to do, finding a hobby that you love and you enjoy uh, where you can have that time um, to recuperate from all the, the struggles of ministry. 
Um, so I would definitely mm. encourage our readers, yeah. our, our listeners, to to do that to find to find a hobby that they uh, just enjoy and they love to do um, that can help them rejuvenate themselves. That's good. That's good. That is I good. think I think number five is it's going to sound very cliche, but live a healthy lifestyle. Um, if you'll eat better food, get some exercise, sleep the appropriate amount, it's going to help during those. <laughs> During those difficult seasons, what are you showing me, Chris? This is uh, looks like some graham, uh, honey graham cereal with some cocoa puffs and marshmallows. Nice. We got. Is that uh, what you mean by healthy lifestyle? I'm not I'm, 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 well, Popeyes that's right more now. healthy than what Zach's showing me. It's a Popeyes <laughs> bag. So. <laughs> Late lunch today. Well, I will tell you for straight up that COVID kind of get the best of me. I was living the healthy lifestyles, running regularly, working out Taekwondo and all the stress of my son's health and COVID itself. And guess what? COVID got me. I think I got my COVID-19 and then 19 more. It's it's not not been good for me. So if you're going through a difficult season, these have been some some ways to help you through. Just want to encourage you to to follow through on some of those. Yeah, Chris, what you got? I was just going to say, you know, Zach, Zach mentioned something here. And before we, we go off, I think it's just a good piece of advice that maybe we can, if you want to put it as a number six or an honorable mention or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think it's important to uh, take a day every quarter where you just go away. You get out mm-hmm. of the office. Uh, you, you don't take your phone. You know, you make you make the appropriate plans before you do this. You don't just, you know, unplug and don't tell anybody. But um, but find a place and you, you're not focused on ministry or anything, else, but you're just uh, maybe you're just seeking the Lord. Maybe you just go somewhere with just you and your Bible. Um, and but you just take a day and uh, and refresh yourself and, and expect the Lord to to allow that day to be a refresher. So I think that would be a an, another suggestion I would make. Yeah, I think that's a great number six as as we wrap up today. Well, let me thank our podcast partner, Central Baptist College of Conway, Arkansas. If you are looking for an education for yourself or for your students, check them out at cbc.edu. That's a great place to have a Christ-focused education. Uh, There are programs in place where you can finish your degree if you're like so many that have got a few years of college in and want to finish up that degree in biblical studies, organizational management, all sorts of things that you can do. And so check with them, cbc.edu. Well, guys, thanks for being on the, the podcast with me. And listeners, thank you for listening today. I want to encourage you as you go through and finish up this unusual period that we've all been going through, don't quit. Your students, they need you. And we do all these things because student ministry matters. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Matters podcast. Get connected at studentministrymatters.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Student Ministry Matters. Until next time, keep up the great work with your students because the work matters.